0: Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, episode 66. Today, we're talking about some practical tips for ditching screens and creating connection so we can show up for real life. Screen time can be a sore spot for a lot of people, and there's nothing worse than getting your weekly screen time notification and realizing you've spent literal hours each day on your phone. So today, we're going to talk about how we can ditch the screen addiction and show up for our real lives. All right, you ready? Let's do it.
1: Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. In just two years, Jessica went from facing bankruptcy to taking home a six-figure salary. She turned a business-saving $100,000 loan into a million-dollar empire. As a creative entrepreneur, a healthy work-life balance seems just as unattainable as a six-figure income. But Jessica Zimmerman is here to show you it's possible. With the right tools and insider tips and some hard work, your craziest dreams can become your daily routine. If you set some boundaries and commit to healthy changes, you can create a business and a life you love. So let's make your business work for you.
0: These days, we're spending most of our screen time nose deep in our smartphones. Whether you work for yourself or for someone else, there's a common feeling of needing to be accessible 24-7. Between being able to do our jobs from our phones and living most of our social lives through our phones, it can be seriously hard to break the phone addiction. Most smartphones track how much time you're spending on the device as well as how many times you've picked up the phone and what apps you're on the most. If you're in a place where you'd like to start connecting in real life instead of being glued to a screen, but you're having a hard time making changes, the first thing to realize is that you need to look at the root issue here. If you start noticing what happens just before you open your phone or hop on your Instagram app, you'll probably realize that we turn to our screens for distraction and those little shots of the feel-good chemicals our brains give us when we watch a show that we like get a like, or a comment on Instagram, or find a funny TikTok video. When something that's painful or annoying or inconvenient happens, we self-medicate by opening our phones so we can get some feedback and some interaction. Because if we're honest, choosing to shut off the screens and interact with our families or those in front of us doesn't always feel so good. I know there are times when we all wish we could escape into an online world, but the truth is our lives are short. And at the end of my life, I will never wish I'd spent more time on Instagram, but I will 100% wish I had more time with the people I love. My kids, they each have a tablet. And before the pandemic homeschooling happened, they were only able to use their tablets if we were on a plane or we were taking a road trip that was longer than two hours. You want to talk about the strictest mom in the world when it comes to screen time? I'm raising my hand right here. But when they were officially home for school, I let them use their tablets a little bit each day, and after a week, if they had too much screen time, I immediately saw how it started to change their behavior. So guess what? I called Stella's teacher and requested worksheets over virtual learning tools. I got actual ABC flashcards for the boys instead of some alphabet app. The tablets, they've been put away, and my kids are happier. Now, to be completely transparent, my kids are home, and I'm recording a podcast from home. Right now, as I record this very episode, they are on a nature walk with their dad outside. But there have been a few times we've needed to break the tablets back out. But my whole point here isn't that I'm anti-tablet. I'm not. I'm anti too much tablet. It's my responsibility as their mom to see if this screen time is affecting them in a negative way. And if it is to do something about it. And guess what? I have that same responsibility for myself. So here's what I do to ditch the screens in our home so we can show up for real life. Number one, have a proactive instead of reactive mentality. In life and business, I want to be proactive, not reactive. I don't wait to wait to respond, which is basically all you do when you're on your phone. I want to be living my life, not waiting for my life to happen to me. For work, this looks like keeping work apps off my phone. I don't have email on my phone. I send emails, create timelines, and power through tasks that move the numbers in my business first and foremost. I'm not waiting for someone to ask me to do something. Only once I've done the important things in my business do I respond to emails, which I give myself 30 minutes for. I don't waste time scrolling on Instagram because I go to Instagram to connect with followers. Once I've done that, I get off Instagram. I don't ever scroll. Ever. If there is an account I'm interested in seeing, I go directly to that account. Honestly, if I didn't have a business, I wouldn't have the app. In my personal life, I'm more proactive because I'm not waiting for someone to interrupt my life. If you have email on your phone, Slack on your phone, you're constantly getting notifications. You're inviting someone into your day, asking them to interrupt you. There is nothing that bothers me more than someone who interrupts. And I know I'm guilty of it myself. I've, I've done it quite a few times on this podcast, but I'm trying to get better. And listen, there's nothing more annoying than someone interrupting you. So why Invite that into your day. Imagine your phone was a nosy neighbor. What if that neighbor came and tapped on your window every time you got a phone notification? And every time you opened that app, you let your neighbor into your house to sit on the sofa with your family or asked them to come eat dinner with you. How weird would that be? How many times would you interrupt your day with a nosy neighbor coming over? That's what you're allowing when you let your personal life be interrupted by your phone all day. Would you pay a dollar a day for more energy, focus, and drive? That's what I get with Beekeepers Natural's Bee Powered Superfood Honey. Every day, I take a spoonful of their Bee Powered Honey, and every night, I go to bed after my kids, which is saying a lot. Before Bee Powered, I'd be totally out of energy by 4 p.m. Can anyone relate? Running a growing business while being a mom to three kids, including some pretty wild twin boy toddlers, it's exhausting. But with Be Powered, I feel more focused and driven than I have in a while, like maybe even before kids. You know I wouldn't try to sell you something that I don't believe in and actually use myself, but I love my Be Powered, and now I honestly can't imagine my life without it. If you want 15% off Be Powered, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com to get yours today. That's zimmermanpodcast.com slash B-E-E. Number two, I keep my computer in my office. I sit down at my work computer in my office when I want to do work things. This means that I'm not waiting for notifications. When I'm working, I'm in my workspace, not on the sofa or at the kitchen table. I'm focusing my whole brain on that task. And since I'm at my computer, I have all the tools I need to fully answer questions and execute work tasks. When I leave my office, I shut my computer. I'm done for the day. There's no back and forth, no gray area. I'm either working or I'm not. It's black and white with me. I don't have any work apps or notifications on my phone. Number three, keep my phone in my bathroom. If I make it inconvenient to be on my phone, it's going to be a lot harder to be on my phone. If you want to change a behavior, it's not just about being motivated to get off your phone. It's about removing the thing that prompts you to check your phone, and it's about making it more difficult to do the action that you don't want to do. So put your phone far away. Turn off notifications. You won't be prompted to check your phone if you can't see the screen, and you'll make it a lot harder to do if your phone is in another room. That way, when you get the urge to check your phone, you will have to walk across the house instead of automatically unlocking your screen. Here's the other thing. I don't want my kids to have an image of me with a phone permanently in my hands, I don't want them to ask me a question only for me to say, hang on, hang on, I'm finishing this text real quick or I'm finishing this email, hang on. I lived that life when Stella was really, really young and I did not like it and I don't ever want to return to it. I know that a lot of us work from home, but as much as you can have some boundaries, physical and emotional between work time and non-work time, If you can't tell when you're working and when you're not, your kids sure can't. Number four, treat it like an addiction. Don't wonder if it is one. Let's just assume it is. Don't wonder if you have a phone addiction. Phones are designed for us to be addicted to them, okay? These companies, they know what they're doing. Most of us are at least a little bit addicted to our phones. So don't say, if this becomes an addiction, I'll start having some phone boundaries. Most likely, you do have an addiction to your phone. Anything you use to regulate your mood that comes from outside of you is an addiction. So if we were talking about a drug or alcohol addiction, how would you treat that addiction? You might be able to get to a point where you could keep your phone in your pocket and not be tempted to open it, but if you're not there yet, make it easier for yourself. Take your phone out of the equation. If you can't make it through a meal without thinking about what you're missing on your phone, you need some space from that technology. Sleeping with a Stranger is officially available everywhere books are sold in hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Since the book's launch, I've been amazed by how it's been received from being named a bestseller by USA Today, the Wall Street Journal, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble to incredibly personal and touching reviews from my amazing readers. It's been such a wild journey. Here's one of my favorite reviews. I had every single emotion a human could have while reading this book. I laughed, I cried, and because of your honesty and transparency, I am able to put words to emotions and feelings I've been unable to describe for so long. Thank you for being raw vulnerable, and allowing us to see inside of what makes you so special. You are an A+, and so is your book. I can't wait to share this story with you. To get your copy, go to jessicazimmerman.com today or wherever books are sold. And to make sure you get all my upcoming book tour updates, join the newsletter list now. Number five. If you've felt that little nagging voice in the back of your head telling you that you need to stop using screens as a way to escape from things that are painful or even just annoying, if that means hard conversations with your spouse or just a long wait at a red light, know you're not alone and today is a great day to start connecting in your real life. If you try one of these tips for ditching your screens and finding connection, please let me know. I'd love to hear how it's working for you. Just send me a DM or tag me on Instagram at Jessica Zimmerman underscore. Obviously, I want you to do this during one of your designated screen times. I'll see you next time right here on Zimmerman Podcast.
1: If you loved what you heard today, even if you liked it a lot, you should subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you back here next time in the Zimmerman Podcast.